BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Got an exciting guest today. She practically is half my size, but she's got, hey, even a bigger punch than I have. I'm talking about the Georgia law lady, Ashley McMahon, my sister. She's never been on the podcast before. You know, I am guesting um, with some quarantine friends. We've been locked up raw together for the past, I don't know, 30 days, and we're bringing you some live Robin updates, some good content. We're doing all the things. I got little rigatoni in my lap. That's right. I got a dog. I'm a mom now, so back the fuck off. Karen, because guess what? Mom life rules. Anyways, excited to bring her in. And when I say bring her in, I'm in. We've been staring at each other for the last five minutes on the couch in the basement. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, welcome to the podcast, my sister, Ashley McMahon. Thank you, Heather. Long time listener, first time caller. Very excited to be here. Thrilled that you're here. And Rigatoni, say hello. He is licking the microphone. Y'all, we have our hands full. I'm a new mom. Life's crazy. I hope this finds you doing well. I have to say something right now. Ashley, you have fake eyelashes on, but they're kind of to the point where you did them too heavy on one side. Is it... Makes one of your eyes look droopy. Uh, one of my eyes is droopy, okay. and that is something that we have inherited. So it's genetic. So you have that to look forward to. I have a droopy eye too in and photos. I, I know. Also, mom ordered these eyelashes off of Amazon, and we both know that mom is basically batshit blind. Yes. So she can't see anything. So she ordered what I would consider to be drag queen dramatic eyelashes. So these are the biggest thickest lashes I've ever had on my face before and they are causing an eye to droop right now. (laughs) It legit looks like you may or may not have had a stroke in the last like five minutes. You know what I mean? Well, all right. Being in quarantine with this family, it is very possible I have had a stroke and nobody (laughs) has noticed. All right. So we're going to give y'all an update on what's been going on. And just so y'all know a little back reference, Ashley is three years older than me and she, if you've never seen her before, she's like a little mini Kourtney Kardashian. We have more of a relationship like Chloe and Courtney, not Kim and Courtney. Because Kim and Courtney, you know, have been really fighting. They physically assaulted each other. I haven't hit you since I was like 10. No, I only get physically assaulted by mom because um, I'm the she smallest beats us one all. in the family. Yeah, we go between child abuse and elder abuse in this family during this quarantine. Oh, without a doubt. Let's just talk for a second. Okay, the reason Ashley and I, neither of us are really great chefs. I mean, we're decent. I'm amazing. So I don't know what you're talking about. You did make about. a great pie. But I mean, when dad was alive, you used to get so frustrated 
that mom would never teach us skills in the kitchen. Because um, she is a control freak and she cannot handle anybody doing anything slightly as well or better than she has done. So that is not allowed in the house. She has her dominion and she would have made a great terrorist, like, torturer investigator. Like Robin would have done great waterboarding. Yes. They need her at Guantanamo Bay. Robin would have been in there just with a thick Boston accent being like, oh, I know where the bodies are. And you're going to tell me. She would get answers out of you very, very quickly. So Ashley and I were trying to make veal cutlets in the kitchen the other day. Robin screaming at us. She told us that we were fucking idiots about six times. I said, mom, I learn by doing, not by watching. Like I have to physically do the thing. And she slapped me three times with a spatula, Mm -hmm. told me I was a whore, then told me I needed to go jogging and I did not learn how to make veal cutlets. Yeah, mom's insults cut deep because they're yeah. very, very personal. <laughs> uh, they have nothing to do with whatever it is that you're talking about at right. the moment. As a matter of fact, when I first became a trial attorney, I was getting yelled at by a judge and one of my superiors was like, oh, Ashley, you handled that really well. And I kind of laughed because I was just like, you have no idea. Like, there's nothing that a judge or another attorney can scream at me in court that my mother hasn't already screamed at me probably from like the bottom of the driveway right? in front of my friends. And it's 100%. been really personal. That's why when people are like, how do you have thick skin to handle show business? I'm like, oh, it's- no producer or director could ever fucking insult me the way my own mother has. Yeah. But we are not victims of that. We're the kind of people who I think, you know, I've gotten told before people like, really by just fucking cunts. But I've had a girl which I was like, honestly, you're like too confident. I go, no, no, no. I have to be confident because as much as my mother beats me down, she builds me right back up. Well, I'm glad you're getting the build up part because I'm missing that. Um, No, mine is just thick skin from emotional scarring. You know, when you like break an ankle and then your bone fuses together stronger? That's pretty much what's been happening our entire lives. So you're like Fibia and Tibia is not melding back together is essentially the example of your life. Yeah. And this is why you didn't go to med school. Obviously. No, a Fibia and a Tibia are real. I learned about them in anatomy, Ashley. Okay. We'll get a fucking fact checker on here real quick. You know what I want to get back to? What do you want to get back to, Ashley? I want to get back. Wow, sister podcast. I want to get back to old fashioned arguments where everybody (laughs) puts their phone away, okay? And when you have a disagreement about something and you think you know a fact and somebody else thinks that you're wrong, that you just argue that shit out. Nobody goes to Google, no Googling allowed. And you just got to sit there and yell at each other. Me and my girlfriend, Maureen, We're recently on a bachelorette party in Miami and we're sitting outside enjoying the beautiful weather and, you know, having enjoying a cocktail. And naturally we get into an argument about something or just a disagreement. You know, we're like, I'm not sure what fact is right or whatever. And both of us were too lazy to go get our cell phones to Google it. Is she an attorney as well? Uh, No, she is not. But she's a brilliant, brilliant friend of mine. And so we sat there and had an unnecessarily long (laughs) argument where neither of us had the facts because our phones were too far away and we were too lazy to get them. This happened three times on the same argument over the course of one weekend. Well, my cool cats and kittens, Carol Maskins here, a.k.a. your host, Heather McMahon, to tell you about something that I have been rolling all over my damn body because even just sitting on the couch is making my muscles ache. And I'm talking about the CryoFreeze CBD roll-on developed by Omax Health. 
I have talked to you all before about the power of CBD and I truly, you know, I've been doing a little bit of my night walks, getting my exercises in. No matter what though, I've got this flaring of sciatica that has been killing me, but I have been using this cryo-free CBD roll-on that was developed by Omax Health and I'm not even kidding you. It's like magic. Within 10 minutes of application, I literally have relief that lasts up to, I'd say like eight hours or longer, longer than over-the-counter products. And the best part about the Omax Cryo-free CBD roll-on is, guess what? It's a 100% natural CBD-powered remedy that works. What I really love about CBD products is you don't feel like you're putting a bunch of chemicals on your body. You literally roll it on whatever area hurts. Say you've got a tight neck, a bad shoulder. For me, I roll it right on that piriformis muscle, right where that ash cheek meets that muscle. And honey, next thing you know, I'm able to feel limber. I'm getting rid of the pain and I love it because it's natural. The cool thing is Omax Health is offering all of my listeners 20% off a full bottle of their cryo-freeze CBD pain relief roll-on. Plus, guess what? Free shipping. This discount also applies towards any product site-wide. All you got to do, go to omaxhealth.com today and enter code absolutely. That is omax, O-M-A-X health.com and enter code absolutely to get 20% off cryo-freeze and anything site-wide. Trust me, don't be a couch potato with sore muscles. Get it all good and gravy, baby, with Omax Health. Now back to the podcast. Okay, but Ashley, this is, let me tell you something. There is a little jingle that we sing in our family because Ashley is an attorney. She's always been fucking book smart. She's an Aquarius. You know, Aquarius is Aquarii or whatever the fuck they love to read. And they remind you of that. Ashley, there was an ongoing joke in our family about how I read one book. It's called Roll Thunder, Hear My Cry. I read it in the fourth grade for summer reading. And it's still to this day, my favorite book. because It's the only book I've ever read. I actually think the truth is, if I recall correctly, that you only read The Circle shall be unbroken, which is the sequel to Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry. And then you read the Cliff's Notes for Roll of Thunder for your book report. So I am disputing that fact okay. right now. Let me tell you about this jingle, though, that we sing, because Ashley was like the smart kid. I was a kid who stayed up to like prank phone call her friends. Ashley was a kid who would literally crawl under her sheets with a flashlight to read her fucking books. We get it. All right. Ruth Bader Ginsburg in the family. Relax. So Ashley, you know, you could be talking about anything. Ashley, we could be talking about this fucking seltzer can. And she'd be like, oh, did you know that in 1942, Seltzer was brought over by Finidand Jungully or some bullshit. And then, so we, so it's like always a fucking fact. So we started singing the song. It goes, here comes the facts. Here comes the facts. Here comes the facts with Ashley when she's being really fucking attorney obnoxious. Well, here's the thing. I'm doing the Lord's work, okay? I'm oh, just trying. that's what you call I'm it. just trying to give you some more interesting information in your life so you sound informed and you don't mm-hmm. sound like a ding dong when you're talking to people and you don't know what you're talking about. I'm highly intelligent. I question that. The jury is still out. (laughs) You did tell me one time you were like, hey, Heather, I don't know how to tell you this, but you'd make a terrible attorney. Heather, dad tried to pay me to take your SATs. Okay, we have to tell that story. So when the whole thing with Lori Laughlin came out, this is an absolutely not, but also an absolutely yes, because this is just so our family. When the whole Lori Laughlin scandal came out, Ashley and mom and I were at dinner one night and we were talking about it. And Ashley was like, 
Heather, I got to tell you, fucking dad asked me to take your SATs because he was so concerned that you have mildly had some sort of mental illness and you were never going to pass your SATs. Well, here's the thing. And I like that you didn't. I thought dad told you that. I didn't know no, that you didn't No, he never told that. me that. Yes. So for those of you that don't know what I look like, I am about five feet tall. Yeah. And I'm a brunette. And Heather, you know, is much taller and she's blonde. We don't look anything alike on our driver's licenses. No. I'll just put it that way. And dad calls me up. I'm already at Georgia Tech. And he tells me, Ashley, in the real so serious you're a freshman voice, in college. Yeah, I was a freshman in college. Ashley, it's not going well with your sister. She got her SAT scores back. They are not good. And <laughs> she um, only read Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry. It did not prepare her for the SATs. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to need you to take your sister's SATs for her. And at first I laughed because I thought he was joking. Right. And then I learned he was dead serious. And I had to tell him, first of all, that's unethical. <laughs> Second of all, there is no one on the planet if I show up with your student ID that's going to believe I'm you, if they're even remotely paying attention. Right. Also, I knew if I did take your test, the scores would come back way too high. That would be some red flags. Yeah, this bitch got like a 1580 on the first try. And if some young kids are listening to this, that's when it was at a 1600. Okay, now it's at a like three fucking thousand. But I remember my first time taking the SAT, I got a 980. And I remember I brought it back and I was so thrilled. I was like, Dad, I got a 980. He was like, on the whole fucking test, Tether. He's like, you didn't get a 980 on like vocabulary. It took a second because, you know, I don't compute very well. And I was just like, <laughs> wait, what? And dad was like, you're an idiot. Now, my mom likes to remind everybody that our entire family is Mensa, except apparently I'm not. Uh, also, mom is just, not Mensa. Mom just pulls these facts out of her ass. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> at what point anyone in the family has ever had an actual IQ test. I don't think anyone has. Robin's claim to fame is, is that everyone is Mensa. Everyone in our family, except for us, has graduated from MIT. I have yet to see the documents. Okay. There's yes. no evidence to back this up. If it were brought up in a court of law, we would lose this case. Yeah. First of all, Dan got kicked out of Georgia Tech for partying too hard. Dan got kicked out of Georgia Tech for planting marijuana seeds in the backyard of the dean's living quarters. Wait, wait. He did? Yes. This See, this is why you need to come and consult with your older and wiser sister who gets all the dirt and they didn't want to tell you this stuff because you were the baby and you couldn't thought, handle it. I thought he got kicked out of Georgia Tech because his brother had died the year before and he was partying too hard and he failed all of his classes. Yes, and part of that partying was also planting marijuana seeds and trying to grow re weed. I almost said reefer. reefer because that's what dad always yeah. called it. Yeah. Dad smoked weed. So just a side note, our yeah. dad father, he didn't really drink, but he smoked weed and so he was just chill and fun as fuck. Yes. We used to actually think that, or at least I know I did. I thought that the smell of marijuana was cologne, yes. was dad's <laughs> cologne. And it wasn't until one of my girlfriends, when I was like 13, pointed out that some kid was smoking a joint near us, like on spring break on the beach. And I go, oh, somebody's wearing my dad's cologne. And she goes, Ashley that's a joint and your dad's a stoner and he has been your entire life. And then all of a sudden, 
things started to click. Yep. The late night pizzas. He yep. was he was a little bit rotund. Uh, mm-hmm. He used to say he was in shape because round is a shape. I'll never forget the time I came downstairs. I was like a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. And it was like 2 a.m. and dad was down there and he was just eating Ruffles potato chips, drinking a Diet Coke. And I looked at him and he goes, don't you just love the sound of a crunch? And I go, you mean of a chip? And I didn't know it. I was like, oh, oh, dad's just high <laughs> listening to himself crunch chips right now. Well, in all fairness, our mother basically gave him an ultimatum and was like, you either need to pick weed or alcohol, but you can't have both because she's kind of a a Nazi. And so, you know, he picked weed, which I think was probably the better choice, the lesser of two evils. Without a doubt. So that's um, where we came from. Oh my God, you have to see this right now. I don't know why Rigatoni wanted to get off the couch so bad. Actually, look, he's literally curled up on this blanket on the floor. He just wanted to lay on the floor. So we've got at our house this quilt and it's really amazing. It's a family heirloom. Our great-grandmother made several quilts. She grew up on a farm in Arkansas. She had 10 kids. Our grandmother- This is our countryside, y'all. Yes. This is our Arkansas side. Yes. Five boys and five girls. Our grandmother was the youngest and the youngest woman, obviously. Here come the facts. Here come the facts with Ashley. Oh my God. Can you not be such a bitch for a minute? But she made these amazing quilts and we inherited them and they're really, really pretty. They're just kind of a piece of Americana. And this dog, clearly, I think this dog smells Mimi's spirit in Can I tell these you, quilts. I have thought, so, oh wait, this is my Mimi. It's my dad's mom who was really mean to me growing up. To the point- Now, in all fairness, she did love me because <laughs> she had good taste. So, I'll know. Okay, this was my Mimi who was like really attractive, very sophisticated. Mimi told me at a very early age, um, it was Father's Day. I think you were maybe in like the fifth grade. So I was in the second grade. Mm hmm. Mimi took Ashley to, remember, you'd go to the fucking mall. It's like an Olin Mills. It was glamour shots. We're staring, actually, we're sitting in the basement staring at one of Ashley's glamour shots right now. Also, can we just talk about, side note for a second, how fucking creepy is it that you take children to go get full-on pageant makeup put on to have pictures made for what purpose? Ashley, yes, lots (laughs) of things. There's probably a fucking case on this where some creepy guy who started Glamour Shots was a pedophile. You could be on this running that case. No, I hope that somebody is enjoying these pictures and if anybody anywhere is (laughs) masturbating to them, then more power to me because I am not getting better looking with age. <laughs> okay, so Mimi took Ashley to get glamour shot. She said it was a gift for Father's Day, which again, creepy. Also weird. Also weird. <laughs> and then I and I was, of course, just so chubby and awkward. And I went to the mall and I came back empty-handed. And my mom goes, Well, where are your glamour shots, Heather? And I said, Oh, Mimi said I couldn't get them because I'm too awkward right now. And I have to grow out of my awkward face. Mom was so fucking pissed. She's like, get the fuck in the Buick. Like I jumped in the back of the Buick. Mom skeeted up to North Lake Mall, and it just so happened glamour shots had just closed for the day. But she was like, we will come back and we will get your photos. I still to this day do not have glamour shots. Well, yeah. And she did try and take a like do a little homemade photo session with you. But I don't know if you've looked around the house lately, but I don't see any pictures of Heather displayed. The most important thing we can do for ourselves these days is get some rest. And I'm getting the best rest of my life ever because I got a new Helix Sleep mattress. Here is the deal. Okay. All you do is take a two minute quiz on their website. You literally 
complete the quiz and it matches your body type and your sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. I was sick and tired of being on the road, never feeling like I'm in the bed. And then I'd come home and wouldn't get a great night's sleep because our mattress sucked. And the next thing you know, I am tossing and turning because I sleep on my stomach. Jeff sleeps on his side. So I went on the website. I did a quick quiz and I found the perfect sleep mattress for us. And guess what? I match with the Helix Moonlight because it's softer. It's really great for people who are stomach or back sleepers. And literally, Jeff and I are finally able to sleep on the same mattress without kicking each other. I got a king size. Baby, we're stretching out. We are living our best life. Jeff loves it. I love it. But listen, you don't need to take my word for it. Helix was literally awarded, get this, the number one best overall mattress pick of 2019 and 2020 and by GQ and Wired Magazine. Listen, babies. The proof is in the pudding, honey. The proof is in the fact that I'm getting a great night's sleep. All you got to do is go to helixsleep.com slash absolutely not. Take their two-minute sleep quiz and they'll match you with a customized mattress that gives you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. But guess what? You're going to love it because I love it and I'm sleeping like an angel. Helix is also offering $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash absolutely not. That's Helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash absolutely not for up to $200 off. Babies, get your angel sleep now while you can. We're quarantining, but it doesn't mean we can't be absolutely comfortable. Go to helixsleep.com slash absolutely not for $200 off. And now back to the podcast. In all fairness, those were some rough years. You went through a full-on who should have been under a bridge asking riddles for people to pass kind of phase. It was troll years. Troll. Well, I went through a very strong power lesbian phase, which I'm very proud of, but my lesbian friends to this day are like, Heather, we still question it. I mean, that look was so strong. I look like Paula Poundstone. It was a a Luke. It was a Luke. I would wear a lot of loafers, white socks, a good mom denim, and then like a vest. I loved a vest. A a a nice tapered jean with a kid. Fucking, that is giving me a boner as we speak. (laughs) I just loved a crisp duckhead shirt. Do you remember that picture that mom made us take? It had to be like Olin Mills or something or at the mall. Mom was very into hats. Mom went through a hat phase. Like Blossom hat. Uh, yes. We both looked like Blossom. It was horrible. We're both wearing essentially the puffy shirt from mm-hmm. that Seinfeld episode. Yeah. yeah. And Heather, there's something with the perspective in the photo. So I am like <laughs> down on one knee and Heather is behind me, you know, as children take photos. Yeah. Totally normal. And Heather's leaning over and it's like her head is so close to mine and I'm so small and her noggin is so enormous. It looks like you well, have- I look a, like a triceratops and I'm about to fucking eat you. You look like you have a head that is like, do you remember the movie The Mask with Cher? Not the movie with Jim Carrey. But <laughs> the movie <laughs> The Mask better, with Cher with the guy who had the huge head. That, your head looked that big is all I'm saying. Like I had like like a mental illness maybe? Something. Something. <laughs> touch something. something. Just a little little touch. A little dash of a little something. Yeah, it was, yeah, there were it a was lot not of things. good. So coming full circle, just so you understand the pecking order in this family, my dad was so concerned about how ring ting tink I was <laughs> that he asked Ashley to take my SATs. And I'll tell you, my SATs did not get any better. And okay, let me just back up. Wait, wait, wait. Let's clarify that I did not ever take your no, SATs. No, 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 absolutely not. Mainly out of laziness. 
happiness. Yes. Okay. But dad, so I just found this out. So we were joking. I was like, can you believe Lori Laughlin? Like, you know, forged these papers, paid all this money to get her kids into school. And she was like, yeah, dad begged me said I wouldn't get any money if I didn't literally help you get into college. Do you remember the day I didn't get into Pepperdine? Yes. I remember the day you didn't pass your driver's license twice. Okay. <laughs> First of all, I passed the driving test. It was my learner's permit that I didn't pass because the question was- Which is sad because that's easier. <laughs> that's the easier test. No, no. The learner's permit is a little bit easier than the actual driving. Ashley, shut the fuck up. It's absolutely not. The driving was harder for you because you have little legs and you could barely get to Any, the pedals. If anyone is listening to this right now, please, I am trapped. I will I will put out the address. <laughs> you can hear how I am being treated. I am much smaller than I'm much smaller than everybody in this house except for Rigatoni. Yeah. I don't stand a chance. No. Let me tell you something. I'll never forget. Dad was so fucking pissed. He had to drive like two hours up to Dahlonega because remember, this is when you couldn't ever get, you know, you had to wait like six weeks to get a license now I think it's a little easier. Yeah. And then there was an amount of miles that you had to like have somebody sign off on that you had driven. Did yeah. you do driver's ed in high school? No. They took us. Oh, I got some stories. Okay. Continue with yours and we'll get back to it. I just remember we drove two hours north. We were at dad's Lincoln Town Car and I go to do the learner's permit. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to get my learner's permit. I'm going to drive this fucking mob mobile all the way back to Atlanta. It's like two hours away. The question that I'm, I was stumped on to this day, I'll never forget. It was like, how many days after your move do you have to notify the DMV of your new address? 30 days. I put nine days. <laughs> 30 days. Because I'm like, you know, the government's going to be lax. They're going to know you're busy. Oh, you're yeah. If the government is anything, it's super chill. <laughs> so literally, I'll never forget the system. The community were like, womp, womp, womp. And it's like, you must see someone at the front. And I go up to the front. I go, hey, ma'am, um, that question was weird and worded weird. And she's like, you failed. Come back in 60 days. And I had to walk out there. And dad, he's like, all right, well, did they take your picture? And I go, I didn't pass. He goes, God damn it, motherfucker, Heather. He's like, we drove two hours. We sat here for four fucking hours. What was the question? And I'll never get, I got yelled at the whole way home. He was a great man, but I did get yelled at the well, whole way Well, you home. know, because he's like, he had to wait to smoke his weed yeah. that morning. And so now he had to stay sober to drive you all the way out to Bumblefuck and you day. failed. It was a day. All I know is that when mom's been disappointed in me, I'm never worried about it. But when dad was disappointed, I was like, it's because I'm not Mensa. <laughs> <laughs> well, whenever dad would like get mad at me, instead of having an, an argument, really, he would put me in the car and then drive me around the neighborhood. And smoke a cigarette? No. Yes. Drive me around the neighborhood smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Naturally, because this is, you know, the 90s and you yeah. can still smoke with the windows rolled up with your child <laughs> in the car. Uh, definitely not scarred from that. And he would play whatever Pink Floyd or Led Zeppelin song that he thought was most on point for whatever <laughs> argument he was going to make. And so we would just ride around the neighborhood not talking and you'd be like just listen to these lyrics Ashley like blue so oh my god my voice just cracked like I was in puberty I have acne like I'm going through my teen years yeah you look really rough right now actually I never had acne I've always had eczema you don't get both I got eczema I've never had zits like this in my life mm. look at me did you run over a gypsy lately or what happened? <laughs> <laughs> somebody you know, Ashley you know you can't use a gypsy anymore let, let me tell you about this wait shit. hang on if somebody 
who is complaining about using the word gypsy. 100% okay? agree with whatever you're about to say. If we're talking about a person who has put a curse on you I know. and made you have eczema <laughs> and acne at the same time, then I'm going to feel free calling them a gypsy because that person mm-hmm. is evil. Okay. Thank you. Also, and also, did you know? What? Did you know? Here come the facts. That Satan is alive and well and tempting people he on is. this planet. Side note, gypsies are the people that rob you at the Rome train station in Italy. So I don't fucking feel bad being like, you know what? Maybe they're travelers. No, they're not fucking travelers. They're robbers. I am. I am. Spells. I am very specifically talking about someone who puts a curse on you and gives you eczema and pimples at the same time. They do not deserve your deference. I'm sorry. They don't. Absolutely not. Yeah. But only if they're doing that. If they're doing anything else, then, you know. Go with God. Go with God. Love and light. Love and light. Can I tell them the story about Satan is alive and well? Of course you can. So, feeling back, talking about my dad, I'm sorry, we're just going down memory lane because it's so fun to just to talk about these things together. But now we're going to transition. We have a lot of absolutely nots to get to with Robin, but truly what we need to talk about is how she's been acting in quarantine. But the story you're about to tell is really just going to shape Robin for everybody in general. Yeah, this is going to give you a bird's eye view of what we've been dealing with our entire lives. This was a normal day. So, I'm in a Target on a Tuesday afternoon. Uh, I think I'm in law school, so it's it's like between classes, middle of the day, gorgeous outside. Get a phone call from mom. And so I pick it up, you know, and she's whispering so I can barely hear her. And I go, mom, what are you trying to say? And she repeats, she goes, Ashley, do you believe that Satan is alive and well and out in the world tempting people? And I go, what? (laughs) And I said, do you mean, like, do I believe that Satan, a physical demon, like, that has horns and stuff, is out prancing around. Like joyriding. (laughs) Joyriding, whispering in people's ears, tempting them to sin. Is this the question? Right. And she's still whispering. And she said, yes. And I go, well, no. And then she goes, well, you're a fucking idiot. Because he is. And I go, Mom, why are you whispering? And she said, It's because I'm in a TJ Maxx. <laughs> Just calling you on a Tuesday at one. Also, what was compelling mom from not trying to save all the souls of the Maxinistas? They're trying to save on t shirts and casual wear, yeah. contempo casual wear. And she's not trying to save their soul. She's trying to keep this information about Satan that is. To out herself. and about to herself. What a that bitch. sounds that sounds a little selfish. Sounds very me. selfish. And speaking of selfish, Robin really, truly, it's a generational thing. Because I, I put this up on Instagram and I said, "Hey, anybody else's parents either a doesn't think that coronavirus is real, or b like you have to hide their keys because they want to go out and about and don't think anything. They're untouchable." I was so overwhelmed with the amount of DMs of people saying, "Heather." 100%. My parents do not understand. They don't believe it. They just don't think that anything's going to happen to them. They're going about their business. They could infect everybody. They don't think that they're at risk. It is truly a generational thing with people, our parents' ages, who just don't get it. Well, here's what I don't understand. I don't understand why Robin thinks that I am delighting in being at her house, being woken up every morning at 7 a.m., yelled at to do 18 different chores while I also like run a a law firm and do actual work just to keep her in the house and to keep her alive. You know, like this is not fun 
for me, there are a million things I would rather be doing than babysitting my own mother. But now it's like, I have to watch for her sneaking out of the house. It's a total role reversal, you know? She keeps calling her friends and being like, we're going to sneak out. Tonight's the night. Yeah, and I keep picking up the phone and I sound like her. Like when I was younger, when I was a teenager and she would click in on the phone and you you know you could hear your mom breathing like on the line like, (sighs) yeah, (sighs) that. I can hear that. That's what I am now. I've been reduced to that. I've started dressing like her. Me and her are wearing exact same matching outfits most days. It's kind of the point where they have like their morning pajamas and their afternoon pajamas and their evening pajamas. And I looked at Ashley. I go, Ashley, you literally look like mom right now. Yeah. You have like a cold chill good on your spine. No, no, no. I am thoroughly looking forward to turning into her because I cannot wait to get away with just being crazy in public. Mm-hmm. I relish the moment that I can go to the grocery store and return a melon (laughs) because it was somehow unsatisfactory to me and also use a coupon in returning it that I want redeemed. That's that. If that's not goals in life, I don't know what is. And you know what? I'm going to be wearing sweatpants and loafers doing it. Robin has not even brushed her hair. We've been 30 days quarantined. She's starting to look like Bozo the fucking clown. It's getting bad. Also, I'm literally losing my voice as we speak. I do not have the Coronas. I just have not shut the fuck up. Well, you literally just coughed right directly in my face. So I guess it doesn't matter. Okay, here's the thing about hanging out with your friggin' family. What? In one house. When the symptoms of coronavirus we're finding out is, hey, uh, do you have a dry cough? Do you have a wet cough? Uh, Do you blink during the day? Do Do you you hate racists? Do you feel feel sleepy at night? Have you ever farted? Like, I have many anxiety attacks every 10 minutes that I have the corona yeah. and Robin has I don't think she's ever covered her mouth ever when she once. has coughed ever in no. her life um, and she's had a dry hacking cough but she has a hacking cough because she's on ACE inhibitors which is blood pressure medicine and I am on the same medication which also gives me a cough on occasion we're just totally screwed we do not go in public because we are going to get corona shamed right now but I promise I'm feeling fine but mom will cough directly <laughs> into your <laughs> mouth I mean if you are talking to her and the woman has to like you know like yeah I, it's coming right at you oh yeah you need to wear a face shield and, just and you say like, mom, mom what is wrong with you? You just sneezed on me. And then she goes, shut the fuck up. No, she goes, what? I'm sorry. (laughs) And I'm like, that doesn't sound like a genuine apology or like you're going to change your behavior. Also, she's 70. She's 72. It's fine. Yeah. So I don't think we're teaching this old dog any new tricks. But so many people messaged me and they said, Heather, like my dad is literally, he just thinks it's normal. He can go to his bagel shop every morning. He can go see his buddies, do this, go to the golf course. The country club is literally shut its doors. Locked in, there's a sign that says, Bill, you're not welcome. And these fuckers are still showing up. Well, Lady Angela told us that she took a run and she ran by the Atlanta Athletic Club. Yeah. And so she was just like jogging by it. Okay. And some lady security guard came running out, <laughs> waving her arms, going, No, 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 we are closed. And Lady Angela was like, It's okay. I'm not coming in. I'm just jogging by. But Now that I've gotten to see Lady Angela's behavior and now that I've watched what is happening with the Bumbles and, you know, all the stuff and all the chit-chatting that's going on. Chatting with the neighbors. Oh, mm -mm, Uh -uh. mm -mm, mm -mm. no, that's why we had to come over to mom's house. We self-quarantined for 14 days and mom's are at Lady Angela's. So we knew we were safe. Then we came home and everybody's just out and about in the neighborhood acting like 
there's nothing fucking going on. And I'm Ashley and I are in the house. I think this is a Southern thing. I think this no, is it's a not very- every, Ashley, everybody, everybody who has older parents has literally said to me, they're like, oh yeah, Nancy, she's at Whole Foods every fucking day. Like she needs Do you more think the boomers are just like, we lived through Vietnam, like nothing, whatever. If this is going to take me out. Also, you know that there has been a resurgence of syphilis. Okay, all you single ladies take note out there, okay? Yeah. There has been a resurgence of syphilis. If you are looking for a sugar daddy and he is over the age of 50, that guy is riddled, riddled with syphilis. They had a whole outbreak at one of the largest retirement communities in Florida because all these 70-year-old people are just going around, be bopping around, bumping uglies. uglies, not using any form of protection except for the sponge, which I think has been like, you know, not FDA approved for God knows how many years and definitely doesn't prevent the rhythm uh, method, the, the syph. Yeah. So forget chlamydia and gonorrhea, guys. Yeah, you got to get tested for syphilis. That shit will make your nose fall off. It'll make your nose fall off and you'll go fucking bad shit crazy. You know, Al Capone had syphilis, like really advanced syphilis. Here come the facts. Here come the facts hey, with Ashley. If you guys don't love this, I don't know what to tell you to do with your lives because you're missing out. But Al Capone, when he got out of prison, was so advanced into syphilis and lost his mind. He wasn't a very smart man to begin with. Okay, let's just start with right. that. But he would go fishing in his swimming pool thinking that he would catch a fish in a chlorinated pool. That's how bad the sif sif got into his brain brain. So, you know, think did about that. Did he get that. syphilis in prison or did no, he No, a- he had untreated syphilis from like his early 20s or his teens. Fuck, maybe that's what I have. That's probably, is there a lot of, is there a lot of goo downstairs? There's no goo downstairs, but there's a if lot there's of- no goo, you're good. <laughs> Put that, okay. When you- Put that on a pamphlet. Yeah. If there's no goo, you're good. You probably just have HPV that everyone's riddled with and it hides dormant in your body for years until it gives you ovarian cancer and everyone dies. Wow, I didn't know you had a doctorate, but I'm I'm learning new things every day. Yeah, I'm I'm learning myself. So these are our absolutely nots. You know, guys, I hear you. I empathize. I sympathize. All of the things. I truly feel you. I don't know what we can do to keep our parents in. I don't know. You know, Robin... The problem with Robin right now, too, is she doesn't believe a lot of this is real. She's been getting on the YouTubes, you know, political parties aside. She's just believing any conspiracy theory at this point, because I think. Okay, I got to chime in here. Yeah. The conspiracy theories on the YouTubes are batshit insane. However, they are very, very fun to watch. Yes. But you've got to know how to handle Robin, okay? And Jeff has not discovered this. No, not at all. So Jeff got a taste of a rude awakening (laughs) the other day. So when Robin says, hey- I want you to watch a video. I want you to watch a video. Like, check out this clip. A normal human being would hand you a little YouTube video and it might be like- 30 seconds to a minute long clip, maybe three minutes if we're pushing it. Right. So Heather and I, we know better, okay? We are old school at this. We know all the tricks in the book. We know what's happening. So we're like, she says- smell it coming a mile away. Exactly. And Robin at breakfast one morning, right after Heather and Jeff had come over to the house, said, hey, I want you to watch this video. And both Heather and I at the same time go, no, 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 absolutely not. No, absolutely not. I don't care. I don't care if 
if it tells me who assassinated JFK, I'm not watching whatever this video is. And so Jeff comes in like a white knight on a horse thinking he's going to save the day and be the favorite child. Yep. And get all the meatballs that she's cooked. He goes, Robin, Robin, they're just being rude. I'll watch it. Okay. So Heather and I, we're like good little girls, we just shut our mouths and just watch Jeff walk into this bear trap and he sits down and Robin comes, okay, Jeff, Jeff, you're great, you're great. And she brings the video over and she opens it up and the first <laughs> thing we hear out of Jeff's mouth is, oh God, Robin, it's three hours. <laughs> and we go, gotcha. She, Snake eyes. She sat there and monitored yeah. him watching over the shoulder, over the shoulder a three-hour-long YouTube video. So you know this isn't good production no. value, okay? I heard a little taste of it, and it's like <laughs> some, like, British woman saying, and then, and then all the stars in the sky will connect, and <laughs> Jesus himself will send down the manna. And I'm like, here we fucking go. Yeah, so Heather and I go outside, and then Jeff has us on a group text, and he's <laughs> texting us, trying to text us without our mother noticing, just telling us little tidbits. He's like, I'm oh, hungry. Oh, at one point in this video, I swear to God, you, you can't make this up. There was a graphic in the background that was God arm wrestling the devil. <laughs> arm wrestling. Like WWE style, like when they're challenging each other before a yeah. fight and they sit down and they arm wrestle. The that was a still graphic. Now, Ashley, you may not be shopping in TJ Maxx and believe that Satan is alive and well. I do believe he's alive and well. And uh, I do. First of all, I am a very dedicated Maxinista, so, <laughs> but I go in and I spread the good word. I get right on the horn and I tell people Satan is alive and well. And also there are low, low discounts <laughs> in our back clearance section. This is all I will say. The, the conspiracy theories have gotten so crazy crazy and all of like my other friends parents who I always like really looked up to and thought were rational like Robin's a little you know cuckoo but in the like the most fun a joyful way but even like some of my friends dads who are like doctors and attorneys are also kind of watching these videos but mom walks down the stairs today she's jumping up and down she's elated and I go mom why are you so jazzed she goes because they're letting the kids out of the tunnels and then just watch <laughs> away I'm, oh don't even explain it don't even explain no it. that's the other thing with mom's stories okay no details no details you have no idea what she's talking about ever at uh, any she, point she starts at the middle mm -hmm. and and then she doesn't end the story. And then she just walks off triumphantly like she has saved the day. So I don't know what tunnels these kids were in. I, I don't, don't know, know where the kids belong to. I don't know. Even if, are these good kids? Yeah, I don't know. Don't are know. these shitty kids that belong in tunnels? I don't know. We don't fucking know. Is this a juvenile detention tunnel? I like, who knows? But either way, kids, they were in tunnels. Apparently, according to this, my mother this morning, screaming at us randomly over waffles. And walking away, they're out. And so Ashley and I just kind of look at each other and we go, I don't, <laughs> great, good for them. Like, we don't know <laughs> how to even react anymore. But I just want everybody who's called into the hotline, who has sent me messages, I hear you. We are in this together. Uh, what is our generation? Are we Gen X? No, no, we're, no, we're no, no, no. I, I'm on the cusp of being a millennial. So you are definitely a millennial. Yeah, I'm 87. You're, you're just an older millennial. Well, to all my millennials, we have to stand firm, stand strong, keep our parents indoors. Absolutely do not let them out. Well, we're all going to be the crazies in, you know, 20 to 30 years anyway. Yeah, so. but in the meantime... In the meantime, we have the microphones. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to do what we have to do. Yeah, which is publicly shame 
all of our parents. And you know what? Here's the thing. If I'm older and, uh, you know, my needs are, my financial needs are met and I can feed myself and clothe myself and I feel like being a crazy person. Why not get the kids out of the tunnels? I'm going to wear weird hats and I'm going to return some melons. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Oh, let's get to some absolute yeses, though. Okay. And absolutely yes, a positive, other than the fact that our mom is in full denial, Jeff <laughs> is pressure washed the whole fucking neighborhood because he's so stressed out. We got a new addition to the family. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome my new baby, my little angel, Rigatoni Cannoli Gandolfini Daniels, named after, obviously, my favorite pasta, my favorite dessert, and the late, great Tony Soprano, James Gandolfini. Rest in peace. Okay, well, he's asleep right now, so I don't know how he's going to get on the podcast. This is really more for you know, a you just visual wait. medium yeah. not, and not so much radio. So, you know, we've been trying to rescue a dog for fucking ever. It's been an absolutely not trying to get up to join these rescue organizations. We kept getting denied when we were in New York. You wanted a dog that had one eye, no back legs. Yeah. One leg, was two legs. I would have taken like, one with a diaper, spina bifida, yeah. cerebral palsy, like all of the things I would have taken with these dogs. But they saw you as high risk, you know, <laughs> which is fair. So I kept getting denied from all these rescue agencies. I, and I really truly think it's because we lived in New York and we lived in an apartment mm. and we didn't have a yard. Yeah. But I'm like, these are fucking French bulldogs and any kind of brachycephalic dog. They have a smushed face. They do 10 zoomies in the yard. They're fucking done. Yeah. You don't take these dogs on long walks. You take them to the park. You take them on a little walk. They're not exercise dogs. You don't run them. So as if you've been following the journey, you know that we've been trying desperately to rescue, rescue, rescue. Well, this was a perfect time. Quarantine, all these different rescue agencies need the dogs. Well, everything got shut down and we can't travel because there weren't any rescues. We tried, well... We thought we had one rescue situation in Georgia where we're going to rescue a three-year-old Frenchie. I'm in contact with the lady. Everything seems great. But then again, because these dogs are quote unquote like coveted, we basically are about to exchange, you know, information, go get the dog. Then the woman all of a sudden pulls out of her ass. She wants three grand for the fucking dog. I'm like, no, this is not a rescue. This is a fucking scam. Absolutely not. And then we, of course, we checked her sources. It was a whole fucking scam. Or even worse, you stole this dog and now somebody's missing a dog and you're trying to make a quick buck, which is is honestly something that happens, uh, which is scary and terrible. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is you have to check with these dogs that they're not chipped, that this person actually owned the dog. It was a whole sketchy situation. So then when the opportunity with Rigatoni came, we were able to get him because A, he was only an hour away in Georgia. We literally met in a Waffle House parking lot, exchanged the papers, all the things. Um, This was a legit transaction. And I feel like my dad blessed it because as you know, my dad loved Waffle House. So uh, we got our little bug. Also, if you're not making a transaction in a Waffle House parking Parking lot in the state of Georgia. Are you're you not, doing anything you're not right? Doing it right, right. So we we have it. I figured. Listen, no time like the present. He, he looks like a baked potato with toothpick legs. I mean, I mean, I could wrap him in foil. Yes, put a little sour cream on the back. Couple chives. Maybe not just, real sour cream. Maybe just like like a Greek some yogurt. Fel- some felt. Maybe some. Maybe we don't. That's disgusting. Because no, I just want to. I just he's a little baked potato. He is so cute. And Heather kept asking me, she's like, I love Bronson so much. And Bronson's my uh, French bulldog. And she's like, I don't know how I'm ever going to love another puppy as much as I love Bronson. Bronson it was not having it. No. With this dog taking up any sort of attention. And are you just so in love with him? Isn't he just He's the, the greatest. Well, he's got that little puppy belly and puppy breath where it smells like a mixture of like cornbread and Fritos. And no, it's like sour milk almost. How, how they're puppy A little breath. sweet. Yeah, a little sour. Maybe like a cookie from like milk bar. Maybe your like nose the, doesn't work. I don't no, know. No, it's a, don't say that. That's a 
That's a thing of Corona. Can you be sensitive during these times? Oh my God. You can't, if you can't smell, that's Corona. If you can't taste or smell, that's Corona's. Fuck. I mean, what, <laughs> what is not a symptom now? That's what I'm saying. It's literally like, do you hate people who are prejudiced? Yes. <laughs> do you enjoy salty chips? 100%. Oh, God. Are you maybe five to 10 pounds overweight? Yep, that's me. Great. You have Corona. Well, now if I get a stuffy nose or, you know, can't taste something, I'm going to have a panic attack. No, but that's it. That's why I've had 65 panic attacks because I'm back in Georgia where the pollen is rampant. It was at like a 10,000 pollen count. It looked like it was snowing yesterday with the pollen. It was just ridiculous. So if you're in the Southeast, at least like obviously stay indoors, stay safe. Thank you to all the healthcare workers. Big shout out to every, all the essential workers, people working in hospitals, but also, you know, sanitation workers and, and people at the grocery stores and gas stations. Thank you for being out there. But y'all, if you are in the Southeast, especially, and you know it's pollen season, don't get yourself crazy. Take an allergy pill, do a little nasocort, a little Flonase, maybe take a Zyrtec, a Zytol, you know what I'm saying? The Claritin D. See how you feel before you get fucked fucking absolute batshit crazy. Because I'm telling you, it'll make you fucking nuts. I had to take a little Allegra D, did some zoomies around the kitchen, and I realized mm-hmm. it was just allergies. Yeah, you have a weird reaction to allergy medication. Normally, <laughs> it puts most people down. Somehow, it's like crack cocaine for you, and it makes you bounce off the walls. The interesting thing is Benadryl knocks me out. I could take half a Benadryl, and I'm out. Well, that's what it should do. That's normal. Yes, but Benadryl has the opposite reaction for a lot of people. Uh huh. Like, if you ever, like, yeah, I mean, are I, they taking it with crack? Angel dust. Uh, angel dust. Okay. So, a little, yeah. a light dusting of PCP. You know, some people say, like, sipping on some scissor. Mm-hmm. Instead of mm-hmm. making scissor, it's actually, you do half a Benadryl, right. a little bit of Sprite, right. and then angel dust. That makes sense. And then you go immediately to a gas station and rob the place and look, then look. set yourself on fire. And then you call the law ladies. That sounds like a good time. Ashley, let's talk about, do you have any absolutely nots for people logistically, legally during this quarantine? We want to hear just a little, just a smidge touch of free legal advice. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm really surprised. So one of my friends is a photographer and he lives off of, right off of the Beltline and he took pictures. Can you explain what the Beltline is for uh, people oh, who don't the know? The Beltline is basically this big sidewalk recreation area that runs uh, the perimeter of Atlanta. And it's where everybody, when the weather is nice, uh, there's restaurants all along it, bars, things like that. And people go out and do yoga, exercise, bike, run, You see anybody and everybody that you've ever known on the fucking belt line. Right. And uh, the mayor of Atlanta put a mandatory, you know, shelter in place. And my friend who's a photographer was taking pictures of the Beltline yesterday. Outside his balcony, right? Outside his balcony, like from up high, you know, doing his thing trying to, you know, abide by quarantine. And the Beltline was absolutely packed. And I know that in Atlanta and Fulton County and most municipalities have said, hey, look, we are issuing misdemeanors, which can be a fine up to $1,000. And many states are doing this. A fine up to $1,000 and potentially a year in jail if you are caught violating this and you're not considered an essential worker. And what I'm shocked about, you know, you were talking about the baby boomers being out and kind of being freewheeling about this. I've noticed a lot of young people that are in their early 20s just being kind of acting like, hey, they're untouchable as well. I'm Maybe I'll get it, but I'm going to survive it, blah, blah, blah. So I'm not going to take precautions for anybody else. It's kind of right. every man for themselves. 
And uh, I just think that's so irresponsible. And you could be subject to being arrested. Is like county jail really where you want to hang out for the next couple of weeks while they don't have a judge to give you a bond? Because that's where you're going to be, Karen. That's where you're going to be. That's where you're going to be, Karen. Till this whole thing blows over. Let me tell you something right now. Ashley puts the fear of God in me all the times. But truly, she's like, you know when you don't want to get fucking arrested is during a lockdown. Because there ain't no judge who's going to come to the court and get your ass out. And that's on God. I always say you don't want to get arrested um, at the beginning of the weekend yeah, because you're going to be in there until Monday. And you also don't want to get arrested while uh, people are coughing on you in your general holding cell before you get processed. Yeah, they're not going to give you a fucking Lysol wipe, some gloves, and an N95 mask. No. You fucking idiot. They're going to sit you next to a big guy named Bruno who can't smell and taste. Yep. And who blinks a lot and who's coughing. He's got all the symptoms. He did half a Benadryl, some Sprite, and Angel Dust. And he is fucking tweaking. Oh, you do not want to be next to somebody on PCP in jail. They're untouchable. You can't stop them. You don't want to be next to somebody on PCP on the subway, on a flight. Well, I don't know. Well, if you're in the Thunderdome, let's say, and you're fighting for your life and you have to take one drug, I I feel like PCP would be a good choice, you know? Oh, I would for sure. Without a doubt, I'd do PCP. Wouldn't do Adderall because it jazzes you up, but you don't feel anything. You don't have to do PCP where you just lose your fucking mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Angel does PCP. Is that the same thing? Yes. Okay, great. You're welcome. This message brought to you by a criminal defense attorney. Y'all, I'm just- Not from personal experience. No. So you're- (laughs) Moral of the story is, Ashley's bright. She's intelligent. She's so funny. And I love her with all my heart. And I will bring her on more often in the next couple of weeks as we are home. I'm going to be doing some Skype interviews. I hope you enjoyed Andrew Collin last weekend. Yeah, I'm just trying to be smart. I'm not gathering other people. If I do bring guests, I either know them, they're in my house, or damn it, we're we're somehow Zooming. Can I tell you, I've had a theory that the guy or gal, whomever, who started fucking Zoom really started the COVID-19 situation. Oh, I, I am, okay. That is a conspiracy theory I can I get believe on, on board, board with. with. Yeah. We will. We can keep reporting to y'all about our deteriorating <laughs> mental health situation because it is <laughs> rapidly going downhill. Although this puppy is... Very, is helping. This puppy's helping. And I will time. say he really does have a sweet disposition. Obviously, I appreciate all the advice you guys send me. Send me the puppy information. Some woman chewed me out. She said, I can't believe that you pick up a young puppy. And I said, I can't wait for the mom shaming of the puppy situation as well. Oh, there's nothing you can do that's going to be right. Yeah. Just ever. know that. Just yeah. know that. You can't please everybody. And also, I have a lot of friends who are stuck in little apartments uh, right on Piedmont Park or maybe in Midtown, you know, that have new puppies that need a bunch of exercise and they used to be able to go out and, you know, take them to the dog park that they live right next to, but now they're all cooped up. So um, maybe, you know, in the coming weeks, you might be posting about if you have a big backyard or something and you're in the Atlanta or And you're willing to essentially foster a dog. Yeah, foster a dog until we're out of this quarantine. I like that idea. Um, I may have some some adorable puppies well, then I'll share people. that on my Instagram. That's a gr- that's the quickest yeah. way to get an answer. So that's a good idea. So you have friends who are like in town, like I got a big border collie. I can't take him out. Got you. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. In, in a tiny shoebox of an apartment. And, and, you know, if you live in Atlanta, you know, you're paying sky high prices for basically a closet lately with the housing stuff. Okay. Well, actually, this is so attorney. Okay. We got it. Debbie Downer. Relax. Now, Ashley, before I let you go off the podcast, Mm -hmm. I need to hear an absolutely yes in your life and just one last absolutely not. 
I usually don't always do this, but I feel like I just want to hear. Okay. I have an absolutely yes. Okay. My skincare routine is amazing right now. Right, you're glowing. I am experiencing an intense glow up. I am working out. I'm the opposite. I'm going to come out of this super ripped and um, with amazing skin. Good, I'm the opposite. Because I'm basically not putting on makeup ever unless I'm doing a video and then I immediately take it off. My absolutely not is the diabetes I am also (laughs) going to end up with from mom's cooking Although she is, oh, you know what my absolutely not is? Hang yeah, on, hang thank on, you. hang on. Mom rationing all the food that she makes for Jeff. For Jeff. Yeah. Hey, absolutely not. Yeah. She, she literally gives Ashley and I maybe half a turkey leg. Jeff gets the whole fucking pie. She will take a chicken thigh off of my plate. I've only got one chicken thigh on there. Okay. Yeah. And she will take it off my plate and put it on Jeff's plate. It's starting to even get awkward for Jeff. Cause Jeff <laughs> is just like, y'all are going to come out of this either like emaciated or something. And I'm going to come out like 800 pounds. So absolutely not to Jeff being airlift- King fucking airlifted. Touch. Out of this house. <laughs> My 600 pound life. Yeah. To, it got so bad to the point where I was getting extra salad tonight. And mom said, you have to leave salad for Jeff. And Jeff was like, I don't need the salad. He was like, Heather, take the salad. You're going to starve. Take Jeff, the fucking salad. Jeff literally, I, I saw fear in his eyes and a single tear rolled down his cheek. Because he knew how fuck, because he knows later in bed, I'm going to breathe right next to him. And be like, I'm so fucking hungry, you <laughs> motherfucker. She made him 40 fucking meatballs. Yes. We were allowed to she eat. She accused me of eating all the meatballs when she misplaced them. And I'm like, <laughs> you made 40 meatballs uh, less than 12 hours ago. And yeah. you think somebody who's 5'1 and 115 pounds ate 40 meatballs in 12 hours? First of all, if I did, good on me. That's amazing. Like, no, nobody's ever done that before. But it's always, you just, you can just hear, you can feel her breathing down your neck and you know the words are about to come out of her mouth. Let's save that for Jeff. Jeff's hungry. Save that. She's no, always Jeff. right that's behind Jeff. you. Always. She's always right behind you. She won't let us in the kitchen to learn how to cook, but she also won't let us fucking make anything for ourselves because we're fucking yeah. starving and Jeff's fucking porking up. She's like that meme with Dwight and Angela where Angela is like standing really close to Dwight and yeah. he doesn't see her and like turns around and says, oh fuck. That's mom. Yeah. She's always there. <laughs> <laughs> Literally Robin is... Dwight, but also mixed with a little bit of Mike. She is Michael Scott. Yes. Yes. But she's more like prison Mike. Yeah. <laughs> she really is. Prison Mike. Well, Ashley, thank you for coming on the podcast. I love and adore you. You're going to hear a lot more from the both of us. We'll be going down memory lane. We will check back in next week, let you know what the fuck is happening. In the meantime, again, I want to thank each and every one of you who's out there on the front lines doing the Lord's work. We are trying to keep it positive. And hey, side note, don't come to my page. Don't come to the podcast. If you want to hear me like read your poetry to make you feel better, that's not my gist. We are all having the panics. I am here to make you giggle, to laugh, to take your mind off the head shit. And let me tell you, the biggest piece of advice, turn off the fucking news. While I love Katie Couric, her little updates are fucking terrifying me. I got the fucking night sweats. I love you, Katie. I can't wait to check back when you're you're reporting on the Summer Olympics in 2021. But until then, had to shut it down. It's too fucking scary. This is comedic relief. And honestly, ever since you and Jeff have come over to the house and I haven't just been subjected to mom's, the world is ending YouTube videos every single day. My mood has severely improved. 
Uh, it may be the amount of uh, Prosecco I have been drinking that has steadily increased on a daily basis. But, you know, I really appreciate you guys bringing some levity to the situation because a lot of people are are really nervous. And I get it. It's a roller coaster of emotions for me. It is. And in the meantime, we're going to try and do our part to stay healthy and safe and stay home. And I love each and every one of you. And I adore you. And thank you for allowing me to be goofy and silly. I think the only thing I can do right now, as Ashley heard, I'm not Mensa. I never do. Was a great test taker. If you need any SAT prep uh, information, do not call me. No, just DM me. (laughs) I'll give you all my information. I know the test questions have probably changed since I was. Wait, I do have a quick question. Okay. Uh, Is anybody taking, like, how are the kids taking the SATs? Actually, that's a big problem with the bar exam right now. The bar, so, you know, you have to take the bar exam to become an attorney. Basically, a lot of law students have been essentially cheated out of their last semester of law school, which really super sucks because they're having to do it all virtually. They're not getting the same experience. And I don't think they have enough proctors for the exam in order to, because the bar exam is everybody in the state taking the same exam at once. It's a ton of people. And so I don't know how they're going to do it this year, but there's petitions out there that you can sign and stuff. I'm more than willing to volunteer myself as a proctor for the bar exam. And I'm sure the SAT is going to be no exception. It's going to be the same stuff. You will get such a boner. You live on the edge, but you are going to love it. You're going to be like, um, test down, pencils down. Time is up. I am Ashley McMahon. I'm an attorney at law and time is up. I do enjoy a position of authority. <laughs> you do? Like you I do. weak spot for me. I, I mean, that's why I'm a trial attorney. I get to yell at people all day and then I come home and I'm super pleasant with everybody I know. This is what I will say. Obviously, I'm biased. She's my family. But Ashley truly is one of the best criminal defense attorneys I've ever met in my life. And I tried to write a jingle for her once. If you get into something shady, call the Georgia law lady. But then she told me that that's, if you say get into something shady, it's assuming guilt. Yeah, yeah. You basically admitted guilt for all my clients. <laughs> and this is why I'm not an attorney. So can you say, if you get charged with something shady, call the Georgia law lady? Yes, you can. Okay. Oh, also, we have a GoFundMe page up right now for Atlanta restaurant workers who have all been laid off through the law ladies at the law ladies on Instagram and also through my personal page at Georgia Law Lady, which is spelled G-A Law Lady on Instagram. I love that. Somebody sent me a message the other day that said, I have been reading your sister's Instagram like gall. All Lottie. All Lottie. <laughs> oh my God. She wasn't, this woman literally like spelled it out for me. She goes, I didn't put it together. It was the Georgia Law Lady. I was like, the Law Lady. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. I did see this license, vanity license plate. Yeah. It's, it, it's supposed to say blowfish. Yeah. But it didn't have the O. Yep. And so I drove behind this person Blawfish. for a while thinking that it said ball of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand and I'm with whoever this woman was who did not understand what my name was. At I the end it. of the day, I get it. Who's fucking Minson now, bitch? Anyways, <laughs> y'all can always find my sister at Instagram at the Georgia Law Lady. Send her your, if you have any law questions right now too, she's doing these awesome videos. She's breaking things down for you. And if you need a great fucking attorney, Call her at the Law Ladies, but find her on Instagram at GA Law Lady. Ashley, say goodbye to the fans. We love you. We miss you already. Bye bye. I can't wait to see y'all again. Already upset about it, already getting separation anxiety. And on that note, 
Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Love and light, you guys. Can't wait to talk to you next week. I will be bringing some great interviews along. And hey, we're all in this together. So stay home, stay safe. And remember, reach out to me if you're feeling anxious. Reach out to me. Turn off the news. We're all going through the panics together, but I got you. We're going to giggle and get through this. Because guess what? We're going to do it. We're resilient. And I love each and every one of you. And remember, keep sending me your absolutely nuts. Like, click, subscribe. I don't know. Fucking tell your Aunt Linda to quit fucking drinking and get the fuck home. Love and light, babies. Talk soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.